It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Hopefully you guys are all having a great week. A lot to get to on today's show like normal. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners. That has a March Madness twist to it here in a moment, but a lot to get to on today's show. Day 9 of BYU Spring Football was yesterday. The media, with myself included, was out for media observation for about 35-ish minutes before we had media interviews. We'll get to some of the news and notes out of that, as well as getting you the comments from BYU head coach Kalani Satake and recap everything that I observed from practice yesterday. Second segment of the show, you'll probably hear Kalani Satake's comments after I get done with my observations. And the third segment of the show, as we normally do, we'll catch you up on all the other news in BYU sports. So there you go. That's the rundown of today's show. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 20th, 2019. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, covering the Cougars, and it's a blast to bring this podcast to you guys each and every day. Once again, hopefully you guys are all having a great day whenever you hear this. BYU spring practice day nine in the books. They'll have an off day today before continuing practice tomorrow with day 10 of their 15 practices. The open practice for fans to go out and watch the team will be this Saturday if you don't have plans plans, come on down. It'll be at the old, old Provo High School. I just passed it yesterday on my way to BYU football practice. They've painted the end zones blue. They put a big oval Y out in the middle of the field. So it looks like a field for the Cougars. It's pretty cool to see that transformation taking place. And I think it'll be a good environment for the open practice on Saturday. Saturday. That'll be the next chance that the media will also have our chance to watch the team. It'll actually be the first time the media's watched a full practice as well. Kalani Sitake, we'll get to his comments here in a bit, said that the practice on Saturday is going to be more for young guys who haven't had a chance to get a lot of live reps to hit each other, etc. He said that a lot of the bigger name guys who are proven products that aren't injured already, we're talking guys like Zach, Zach Wilson, Matt Bushman, that are out for spring, they will obviously won't be participating, but other proven products Products like an Isaiah Kafusi, uh, etc., would probably not see much, if any, live action at all on Saturday. So, big opportunity for young guys to make an impression, and I think that's kind of been the theme of this spring because we've talked about it that the big names for BYU are out this spring, not participating, but. There have been plenty of guys who have stood out this this spring so far. Uh, yesterday, we saw another twist with the offensive line as they continue to kind of try to nail down the left guard and right tackle positions. Uh, the media portion of practice during the team segment, the first team right tackle was actually Harris Lachance, former Harriman High School standout who signed with Utah State before going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Lachance is a big-time athlete, six foot eight, 300-pounder, got a lot of ability, a lot of 
of athletic ability and kind of been waiting to see what he could do. He used a red shirt a year ago despite seeing action in four games for the Cougars, so he's a red shirt freshman, but he looks quite athletic. I don't necessarily think he's the most natural on the edge at right tackle. That's just my observation. I think he might be better suited to move inside to guard, but I know the coaches are giving him a look, and it was good to see him at least getting action with the first team. We've seen guys like uh, like a Thomas Schof get action at right tackle. Also, Chandon Herrings gotten looks with the first team at that position. And I'm sure Eric Mateos, the BYU offensive line coach, is going to give every guy an opportunity to prove what they can do. It really won't heat up until fall practice. A lot of work will have to go in this offseason for guys like a chance to prove to the coaches that, hey, I deserve this opportunity. I should be the guy that you should be counting on as your first string right tackle entering fall camp. It's an opportunity here. We'll see if Lachance can take advantage of it, but it's a big opportunity to see what happens there. I feel like the continuity along the offensive line has been something that BYU is going to benefit very much from. Uh, we spoke with Tristan Hodge, the media did yesterday. Here was his comment on just the what the continuity along the offensive line, at least with the three positions, center, right guard, which he plays, and also left tackle that Brady Christensen is holding down. That continuity, what it can do for a team like BYU. You know that that's big time. You know, knowing that we you know don't lose a, a bunch of starters and then we don't basically have to start from scratch is really nice, especially for the, a lot of young guys. Because yeah, we're still pretty young at this old line. So having you know the age that we have, able to teach you know these young guys and get them up to speed on the offense, it, it really helps. There you go, Tristan Hodge and. I think he's he's right because if you have more than the majority of your offensive line back and there's a part-time starters in Keanu Saliapaga, Thomas Schof, uh, etc. at that left guard spot. So essentially you have four spots that are filled. I know the left guard spot is very much still up for grabs, but you have guys who have starting experience, which is the biggest thing. And BYU, will, I think, will benefit from that. With a running back position that still is kind of in flux, uh, they've got to be able to rely on guys guys along the offensive front opening holes for whoever is at running back. I've been impressed with guys like Kafika Fanua. I feel like Lopini Katoa is coming along quite well. But Jeff Grimes spoke to the media yesterday and said he hopes to add another running back to the stable before the season comes. Here was his comment on that. Do you anticipate maybe adding another running back? I hope so. I got you. (laughs) Still working on it. Recruiting never ends. The grad transfer thing is the thing that I think is most feasible at this time for most people because there are a lot of guys that are out there that are, I shouldn't say a lot, there are some guys out there who are still available and the process for them is a little bit longer than it is for young guys because those guys, wherever they might be looking at, um, not only are they in the process of making a decision, they're trying to figure out where they can get into grad school. And so the decision for some of those guys drags on a little bit. How hard is it to get into grad school at BYU? It's hard to get into school at BYU, period. Grad school, no exception. There you go, Jeff Grimes. And uh, there's been rumors about Tyson Williams, a guy from South Carolina, a former four-star prospect for the Gamecocks. He's in the transfer portal. He visited BYU, expected to visit programs like Western Kentucky, Florida State, etc., before making a decision. But a guy like that I very much think could make a big impact. And I think BYU's got to be pitching to him just in terms of trying to sell him on being that graduate transfer to come to BYU. That Guess what? We're unsettled at this position. You only have one season left. You could come in here, have a big year, 
and have an opportunity to get looks in the pros. That's got to be their big pitch. I know that Florida State, Western Kentucky, and the other teams involved in recruiting Williams will say the same thing, but BYU, I think, can prove it because they can say Lopini Katoa, he was injured for a, a chunk of last year. He's kind of our headliner. Uh, we've got Kavika Fanua, who's an unproven product, is dealing with injury concerns of his own. Sione Finau is not a proven product. He's coming off a redshirt year. So I think the opportunity to sell a guy like Tyson Williams or whoever else they decide to chase, there's sure plenty of names out there in terms of running backs they can chase is something that they can sell. I don't think a guy like Morgan Piper, who's been a good player in spring ball, is going to be the answer at running back for BYU. Sorry to say it. I, I don't mean any, I don't mean any Ill, I don't mean anything bad or ill will directed towards um, Piper, but they do need to find somebody. You can hear it with Jeff Grimes. They want to add another body. We'll see how that all shakes out, but it's good to hear him say that they're still working on it. We've talked to A.J. Stewart in the past. We've played those comments on this podcast that he is leaving no stone unturned was the exact quote. He, they're going to look as long and as hard as possible to find an option at the running back position, and we'll see how it shakes out. Um, some other news and notes from practice yesterday. I was impressed uh, along the defensive line with Kyrus Tonga yesterday, at least during the media portion. Tonga still struggles with consistency, just bringing the same energy level, the ability every every time he's out there but he had a good day yesterday he had a pass breakup when they dropped him into coverage on a surprise blitz call and he just shows he flashes ability you see this athletic ability ability to get off the ball and just absolutely dominate when he wants to I don't know what it's going to take to get him to be that consistent force that BYU really believes he can be, and I think he can be, but he showed really well yesterday. I really like what Zach Daw is doing at defensive end. We played his interview on the podcast last week. You can go back and catch that from last week's episodes, but... I really like what he's doing coming off the edge. Daw, like I said previously on the podcast, is more kind of that power guy. He's going to bull rush guys, but he does have some athletic ability to bend and get around guys, and I like that ability to be versatile in what they're doing with BYU's pass rush game. Longi Tuifu is going to be in the mix there. Uriah Leatow will be in the mix. JJ and Wigway is a transfer over there. They're expecting him to contribute. They wouldn't have redshirted him and held on to this final year if they didn't believe he could contribute and keep him on scholarship. So, the defensive ends for BYU, I think, are coming along. Still a long way to go till the season. There's still a lot of work to be done. They're going to have to work hard during this player-run practice period, the summer practices, etc., to improve their ability. But I like especially what Zach Daw has shown. I, I really enjoyed what he did yesterday just in terms of his ability to use multiple moves he has a swim move it looks like he's got some ability to do that rip up and under move and also just bull rush guys so we'll see how it goes uh, he was facing off against Harris Lachance for a little bit yesterday and there's some good battles going on there so Harris Lachance like going back to the offensive line thing Harris Lachance is going to get an opportunity here to prove what he can do because he got looks against first team defensive linemen for BYU so Big opportunity for a guy like that to show what he can do. All right, we'll come back on the other side. We'll play the full media session with Kalani Satake. He had some good stuff on the transfer portal, and I think he explains what BYU's um, 
I guess, what their strategy is going to be in terms of using the transfer portal. I'm talking about particularly during the summer, etc. You'll hear that next. Before we do that, though, it is spring and it is March Madness. Of course, the NCAA tournament, the first four games, we had two games last night, two games later on today. Um, if you're looking to catch those locally on the radio, you actually can hear them on the Zone Sports Network, who I work for. We are the exclusive broadcast partner with Westwood One for those games throughout the next few weeks. Also, games coming to Salt Lake City. But it's a big time. It's a a crazy time. All of you guys are filling out brackets. I want to encourage you guys to go over to DraftKings.com and fill out their bracket. Uh, They're doing it for the first time. The leader in fantasy daily sports, speaking of DraftKings, they have a totally free bracket with tens of thousands of dollars up for grabs. Everyone fills out a bracket during the tourney. You might as well do it on an award-winning app with tons of free prizes. Like I said, it's the first time DraftKings has ever offered a bracket battle promotion with $64,000 in prizes up for grabs. I'm picking Duke to win it all. I know I'm kind of going with the with the crowd, but I really like what Duke's doing. I think that Gonzaga can make him run. This is a year that I think legitimately the four number one seeds could make the final four. Don't count on that because it rarely, if ever, happens. But check it out, guys. I'm picking Duke. You know how the brackets work. Before tip-off of the first game tomorrow, Thursday, just pick the winner of every game, every round. That's all there is to it. And the best part is you can play for free with the promo code I have for Locked On Cougars listeners. It is SWISH, SW. I-S-H. You can set up private groups to pl- compete with your friends, but you're still available to win that money in their bracket battle challenge. Download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com right now. Use that promo code SWISH to enter this bracket battle promotion for free and compete for your share of that $64,000 in prizes. That's promo code SWISH to enter the bracket battle for free only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. locked on Cougars and a reminder for you guys when you get in your car plug in your phone use your smart smartphone assistant and tell it to play podcast locked on Cougars it makes it real simple to catch up on the latest in BYU news with this daily podcast and you're you're not you're not having to set aside time to listen to it you're a captive audience when you're in your car a lot of people listen to music a lot of people like to listen to books on tape I'm a big podcast guy I love the podcast realm that's why I'm doing this podcast I really enjoy it but I want to encourage you guys when you get in your vehicle Simply tell your smart assistant, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you will always be in the know when it comes to the BYU sports programs, football, basketball, and everywhere in between. That's my goal, to keep you well-rounded as a BYU fan. You'll always be up to date, and when you're at the water cooler or just talking with friends, you'll be the smartest guy in the room. Also, please continue to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I really appreciate your guys' support of the podcast. Our download numbers continue to skyrocket. They just continue to go upward and upward, so continue to share the podcast 
podcast, let your friends know about it. Word of mouth and those ratings and reviews online really help us get the word out about this podcast. We're about six months into this venture, coming up on our 150th episode. We're adding a call-in feature here shortly where you guys actually can sound off on the show and I'll be able to mix it in with my comments. I'm excited to add that, hoping to have that in early April. So stay tuned for that. But thanks again for joining me. We had a chance to catch up with BYU head coach Kalani Satake yesterday after practice. Wanted to play his comments in full, let you hear from him. David James and my voice, David James who I work with at the Zone Sports Network are featured prominently throughout this interview. But I want you guys to pay particular attention to the question I asked about the transfer portal and how BYU is going to go about it with the end of spring coming up and on into the offseason. It's very interesting what Kalani Satake says, so stay tuned for that. Here you go, BYU head coach Kalani Satake after practice yesterday. How many, in a, in a two deep right now, how many positions are you really juggling multiple guys and trying to look at multiple guys as opposed to, you know, a lot of times you got 11 guys out there and you're trying to get them all on the same page and fine-tune stuff? Well, I mean, not, not, not all of them, but I mean, there's, there's some guys that are, that are doing a great job and um, solidifying their spots, and we're just trying to work on more, getting more depth, you know. And I look at the old line; we were turning a lot of guys that, that have started, but also guys that have, that have started a different, a different number of games. And so, just trying to get the best five. But um, you know, James doing a great job is the reason why his backup has looked, you know, to enter the transfer portal and is leaving. But um, and it leaves an opportunity for another young person to step up and provide the depth that we need. So um, nothing's written in stone when it comes to the depth chart, but uh, the experience helps out for others. And then we'll just still, uh, we just want to know who the two or three guys that are battling for the two spots are right now. How is Chaz you fitting in? How quickly is he picking everything up? He's doing a great job. I mean, he's, he's he, um, he understands the scheme of the, the defense, and he's a, he's got a great football IQ. And so just him learning and getting acclimated to, um, you know, being, being part of the football team right now and coming off the mission. So I, I think he's going to do a great job for us. He got a pick today and, and has great instincts. So he, he can play a number of positions. Right now we have the flash position, that, but I think he's a guy that can play a lot, a lot of different spots for us. Are any of the running backs starting to excel and separate from the other guys or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yesterday we went live, and you guys missed a great 30-play 30, 30 scrimmage of, of going live, you know. Rub it in. I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, uh, we went live for 30, 30 plays, and um, uh, the, the bulk of the reps with the running backs were, were uh, Kavika Fanua and um, Tyler Algier. And then, um, you know, we had um, – let me see, who else am I missing up there? Uh, Sion, if you now had a few of the reps in there too, but and Lopini Kato did, did a good job too. So um, it was nice. Kavika getting some live reps and having guys hit him, you know, being going through his injury. Uh, I thought they had some really good plays, a lot of chunk yardage, and uh, they're starting to really emerge, but it helps having a, a good physical line in front of them. You were talking about trying to get some depth at some positions and all that. In your time here, the secondary has been progressing. Are you seeing it taking another step forward next year, more guys who can play more positions? Yeah, and then we have some guys that we signed that we hope the, the, the factor into the depth chart. But um, right now there's a lot of guys that are here, and some guys are still overcoming some injury. Um, but uh, we feel like there's a lot of good good bodies there that can compete for those spots. And um, it helps to have a guy like like Troy and Troy Warner and Diane um, Ganuluku that can that can um, go from safety to, to corner. And so now that they're seniors, they're the ones that are going to have to transition. Right now, we'd like to get guys set at safety and get set at corner and learning their respective positions. And then um, having those guys as the swing guys helps out a lot, getting the best DBs out there. The transfer portal, there was a almost a mass exodus just across college football this past mm-hmm. Last couple of months, do you think that your spring ball concludes for most programs? There'll be another exodus of players. 
Probably. I think I think when guys um, know where they're at on the depth chart, and uh, like I, I think I said it before, the number one reason for guys leaving is, is for more playing time. There's a lot of guys that just love football on our team, and and um, you know when they see that it's going to be difficult for them to crack the two deep. And with our honest feedback, I think it gives them an opportunity to, to look at other places. And um, we want guys that uh, to be happy, you know. And I think that's guys are happy at the school that they're at, and they're enjoying playing and and their role on the team. And I think their behavior gets better and the grades get better. So we obviously want them to go places that they, if they that they can have happiness somewhere else, and that that'd be great. But uh, we we probably expect some to, to leave, and that's just part of natural attrition. But with the portal, it helps it ease into it a lot easier for those guys. Do you think that it'll flow the other way, and maybe someone through the transfer portal ends up coming here and helping you out? Um, probably not. Not as much for us. It's, it's a lot. It's really difficult to get. Um, people in the school around that time um, and so just just uh, and we don't want to put our admissions through the through the ringer like that and having surprise people but I mean that's that's part of it I think I think they've given us the opportunity that if someone does well and then has graduated or has has the grades to get in that it's a no-brainer but right now that that's uh, asking a lot for ad, our admissions so probably won't benefit us as much as other schools will so are you saying the team as constituted right now you feel can be successful of course yeah yeah, I do. As long as the head coach doesn't get in the way, we'll be okay. You're calling it an open practice on Saturday. Are you guys going to go live? you have a plan on what you're going to do? Well, I just didn't want to um, have a day where, you know, all the practices are, are important to us. And so I didn't want to have a day where we know there's guys that, that don't need to do a lot of the live work with their experience and how many times they've been on the field and in games. But I think they need to get as much use of that practice as, as we, they can too. So we're calling it a practice because they're going to, everyone's going to be dressed up and they're going to, they're going to get better that day. And then um, not, but not everybody's going to be live and hundred percent, you know, flying around and getting hit. So um, quarterbacks won't be live as much as I want to do it. And as much as Jaron and Baylor and Joe want to do it, they're not going to be live on, on Saturday, but, um, but I think everyone else will be and, and we'll see how it goes. But that, that's the main reason why we call it a practice to get, the other guys in, in in full gear and have them hit a little bit. How big of a day is it for the young guys, just in the sense because there are opportunities there in front of a crowd to kind of show yourself, maybe mm-hmm. even a little a step up above from you know just a normal practice. Yeah, just get excited. It's it's the next closest thing to a game, so trying to simulate those opportunities for these guys, you know, where they get the nerves in there and and can work with it a little bit. And then um, some of the guys have been been on missions for a long time, so they, they got to get used to football and. Um, it's just a good opportunity for them to be in front of our fans, to mingle with our our fans. I mean, we have our alumni doing um, a flag football game, so there's going to be some pulled hamstrings in that one, you know. And and then we'll have um, you know we'll have a, a, a thing a deal with our the young kids where our players can interact with them. And I think it's just going to be a, a fun day and just a. Yeah, we'll be at Provo High, so the fans will be a lot closer to us, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. But we're looking forward to the day and just more, more importantly trying to simulate a game-type environment for our players and then uh, getting to, get to be close to our fans. There you go, BYU head coach Kalani Satake, and you heard him say it. He thinks that, yeah, there will be another exodus of players that enter the transfer portal. Uh, Johnny Kuje Tapasoa announced officially on Twitter yesterday he's on the transfer portal, but I confirmed that months ago that he was in the transfer portal, I believe in January is when he officially entered his name, but he, he made the announcement yesterday. Maybe he decided, I wanted, hey, maybe I want to rejoin BYU, but decided, no, I'm, I'm moving on. We'll see where he ends up, but he is in the transfer portal. I can confirm that, and it sounds like Kalani Satake 
Satake understands there are going to be guys that are going to see that at the end of this spring that, okay, I have this many guys in front of me. I want to go find somewhere else to play. And he says he doesn't begrudge any player for doing that. He says guys want to play football. He's a former football player. He understands that you want to get on the field and play. You don't enjoy going through the grind of practice just simply so you can wear that uniform on the sideline. Guys want to play in the games, be out on the field in front of the 64,000 fans that show up to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So it sounds like he's expecting some more guys to leave BYU this spring. But additionally, David James asked the follow-up, do you expect to bring guys in? And he said, probably not. He said that at this point with admissions, getting guys into school, etc., it's a tough time to do it just with that. I think it's a shorter window for BYU to get them through the admissions process. BYU announces uh, or gives sends out their admissions letters to to prospective students this time of year already so it'd be tough to kind of add guys to the roster it sounds like according to Kalani Satake but guys like a Tyson Williams being a graduate transfer I think the rules apply differently or at least he's probably in the process already of being I guess enrolled at BYU or at least making inroads that way if he were to decide to come to the Cougars but it's very interesting that Kalani Satake A expects more guys to leave BYU and expects more guys to leave programs period around college football but B doesn't necessarily anticipate adding guys in the offseason we're talking up in through this summer and on into fall camp we'll see how that shakes out maybe it changes but it was interesting to hear them say that nonetheless some other good thoughts from Kalani Satake and we'll have those comments for each day that he speaks we'll get these podcasts out to you and let you hear from the head coach it's good to hear from him but I really thought that particular part was interesting to hear him say yeah he believes that there's going to be another exodus of players all right we will step aside here we'll come back need to recap cap a wild back and forth baseball game. Jaron Hall comes up the hero after making the jump from football practice, driving over to Orem and showing up in the third inning. Plays the hero for BYU baseball. We'll recap that and the rest of BYU sports news for you and the other teams in the BYU athletic department next right here on Locked on Cougars. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back, and as we close out today's Hump Day Wednesday edition of Locked on Cougars, hopefully you guys are all having a great week. Uh, BYU spring practice, the open spring practice this Saturday. Hopefully the weather holds. I know there's been some rain in the forecast over the last few days for Saturday, but here's hoping that it it stays away and fans can come out and watch that. It's supposed to be an alumni football game. I'm expecting multiple hamstring pulls, groin pulls, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Rumor is that Ben Criddle, the Criddler himself, might be participating in this game that might be worth the price of admission itself because Criddle I used to work with him he now does a great show over there at Cougar Sports 960 he's a great dude and I just want to see him back on the field I think it'd be funny we'll see if he actually ends up suiting up to play in that game um, alright some news to recap for you BYU baseball yesterday sweeps the season series over UVU late game heroics coming from BYU quarterback turned BYU outfielder Jaron Hall with an RBI single in the 10th inning to give BYU a 14-3 
13 win in a wild UCCU crosstown clash yesterday at UCCU ballpark. Mike Littlewood quoted in the BYU release last night, quote, it was one of those games you see every once every few years that just baffles you. We hung in there, grinded it out a little bit, and ended up persevering. Uh, Jaron Hall, we saw him at BYU football practice yesterday and looked extremely good in football practice. He continues to be the top quarterback in BYU spring ball with Zach Wilson out. Well, he drove over to the game arriving in the third inning. He entered the game in the bottom of the ninth and then hit that single to score Brock Hale for the game-winning run in the bottom of the tenth. So he's getting it done on both the gridiron and the diamonds. Congratulations to Jaron Hall. Congratulations to BYU baseball. They are now 14-5 and on the year. They are returning home for another three-game conference series, this time against Portland, starting Thursday at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. That's tomorrow. The games will be aired live on the W.TV and also broadcast on BYU Radio, so check it out. Other news for you is men's volleyball after a strong weekend swept the MPSF Molten Weekly Awards with freshman Davide Gardini winning Offensive Player of the Week and sophomore Felipe De Brito Ferreira taking Defensive Player of the Week. So congratulations. For, to both players for winning the Offensive and Defensive Players of the Week awards. BYU Volleyball starting to run into form. They host the BYU Invitational this week. They start that tomorrow against Princeton. They face McKendry on Friday and then have a huge showdown against number 2 Hawaii on Saturday night. All the matches set to begin at 7 o'clock Mountain Time at the Smith Fieldhouse. I would encourage you to go out and enjoy those games, those matches. It should be a lot of fun and the environment should be raucous for BYU Volleyball ball. One final note for you is men's tennis. They've been very, very good this year on an 11-match win streak. Well, Jeffrey Hsu received West Coast Conference Singles Player of the Week award honors for the second week in a row. So congratulations to Jeffrey Hsu on earning that award. They're 14-2 and speaking of the men's tennis team. They'll have a 3-0 conference record. They're on the road this weekend up in the Pacific Northwest facing WCC foes Gonzaga and Portland on Friday and Saturday respectively. We'll get you more details on that on future podcasts. All right. Thanks again for joining me. This has been a blast to bring this to you guys today. Hopefully you guys are all having a great week and getting ready for a fun weekend ahead. Open practice coming up for BYU football. Remember, go to DraftKings.com, use that promo code SWISH, enter their bracket challenge, and win potentially part of $64,000 all for free. DraftKings.com or download the DraftKings app. Check it out. It runs through the beginning of the tournament tomorrow morning, so get, get it done. Game start at 10 a.m. So you better get it done pretty quick. I'd encourage you to just pause it right now or end this podcast. I'm going to be ending it right now momentarily. But go do it. Go sign up. Fill out your bracket. I know all of you are filling out brackets and people love their brackets. So go fill out another one and have a chance to win some money. Also, a reminder for you guys, when you're out and about in your vehicle, use your personal assistant on your smartphone or in your car with your smart assistant in the car. Tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll always be in the know when it comes to BYU sports. Thanks again for joining me, Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars. Hope you guys all are having a great day. Enjoy the rest of it whenever you hear this and we'll be back tomorrow. More on BYU football. I had a chance to catch up with BYU safeties coach Preston Hadley. You'll hear from him tomorrow. Great conversation talking BYU safeties and also how they go about recruiting to the position. Very insightful comments from one of the best coaches on BYU staff. That's just my personal opinion. You'll hear from Preston Hadley tomorrow right here on Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining me. This is been Locked on Cougars for March 20th, 2019.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.